at ease. It's Soul Immortal. I'm hanging with Aunt Boogie, and you're listening to Keeping the Top. Easy world, easy worlds. Your man, Aunt Boogie, don't worry about the name. Get used to the voice. And it's another episode of Keeping the Tile. Thank you so much for tuning in and rocking and vibing with me as always. And I'm grateful to have you here in the building with me. And ladies and gentlemen, as we know, the name of the game in this fight called life is that we got to make sure we keep our towel. Welcome to the sparring gym because I got a guest with me. And my man all the way from the big state, Texas, my man, Soul Immortal. So, are you in the building, sir? Man, I'm in the building, man, and I'm glad to be here, brother. <laughs> so, that's what's up, man. Um, y'all, I'm telling you, I had my brother on some time ago, and I promise you got to listen to his story and why he kept his towel. It left me with my jaw wide open. I promise he's going to do the same with you. But I got him back in here, but we're talking about fatherhood. I'm doing it again. Why I kept my towel, Father's Day edition. I'm going to be speaking to some fathers and about their journey in fatherhood you're gonna hear this this is raw and i'm telling you i got the right man for this this is gonna be raw that you're gonna hear what it's like being a father in the 21st century and you're gonna hear his story so ladies and gentlemen come on welcome to the sparring gym i need you to gather around come around and get to the ring sit down grab a seat because you're gonna enjoy this one and so i'm gonna need you to get out the corner and I'm going to need us to go ahead and touch gloves because, ladies and gentlemen, it is Soul and Aunt Boogie here in the sparring session of Keeping the Towel. Let's get it. The round, the session has officially started. Let's do it. All right, Soul. So let's give us the briefing, man. Who you are, where it started for you. Man, I'm going to tell you this, brother. I am just a simple man trying to leave my mark on this planet. And the thing is, like, like I've seen both ends of the, you know, when I, when I talk about brothers that are moving wrong, that are moving foul, like, I've been that brother. Back when I was young, like, I was that brother in the streets doing wrong things. You know, I've been that brother that didn't have a male figure, that didn't have any person to set eyes on to see an example. And that led me down a wrong road. And it took me years of trying to put myself in circles of good men. It took me years of, you know, putting myself in front of uh, positive role models to, to get to where I am now. And again, I, I still consider my journey just now starting, you know, when it comes to where I'm trying to be as a man. Remember last time we spoke, you spoke about with your pops, passed away, I believe, from a drunk driver. You spoke about the closeness with your dad. Go into that a little again, the relationship you and your father had. Yeah, you know, the, the, the relationship with my father, man, it's odd because like my father passed away when I was you know, just turning 12 years old. But it's like, it's like the, you know, the, the time that I spent with him in those 12 years, like it, it still impacts me now. You know, you know, I can't even imagine what it would be like for, you know, either to have a father you know, from 12 to 21 to even 30 or 40 years old, man. I, I can only imagine how powerful that would be. But, but what strikes me as odd is how what he taught me in so much time it's, it's almost like it's almost like he gave me gave me the play knowing he wouldn't be there man like he, he was telling me a lot of things that didn't make sense at the time telling me telling me about how certain men would move and at the time I didn't make man but as I got older start experiencing you know uh you know challenges start experiencing women start experiencing you know downfalls I would think back I said man I was 10 years old when he told me this and it's still it's still playing playing a part of my life today, man. So so when I say when I say me and him were close, like, like that's the only way I can explain it. Like he, he just gave me the torch at an early age, man. 
So at that time, in Young Soul's eyes, did you see him as the wisest man on the planet then? Hands down, this is what I saw. You know, my, my father was a minister. So not only at home was he a leader, you know, he held the house down, you know, married, had a successful family, but I would see him in church and I would see people respond to him a certain way. You know, even though I was young and he would get up on that pulpit and I didn't really understand what he was saying at the time, I could observe how men and women uh, had reverence for him. How they respected how, how he moved. So, of course, I saw him as Superman. That part, seeing dad as the leader, because he showed it in the church, showed it at home. How important was that for you now as you grow, as you are a grown man? How important was that for you that you saw your father as a leader, both outside and inside the home? Well, I'll say this, brother. Like, like it was definitely important. But, but to be honest, man, like I'm still limited in that area because you gotta understand, like I only for, you know, 11, 12 years of my life. So I understood what it means to be an authority. I understand what it means to, to, to be a leader in a household. But what I didn't see is what, what it looked like after 12 years old. You know, after my mind developed, I didn't have a chance to see what a husband and a wife looked like. I didn't have a chance to see what a father and a son's interaction was like. So man, even though he gave me gold that still lives with me, I think I think I'm more I'm more at a at a deficit. Uh, it's almost like I'm trying to you know create something I've never seen. So I, I can even talk about the pros of, of, of you know how he instilled something in me very young, and it, and it still lives with me today. But at the same time, with him dad passing away at such a young age, brother, like like it's a handicap. It's, and, and that's why that you know that that has a lot to why I do what I do now, like. When I sit there and I'm talking about bridging the gap, like this is like like what it took me to learn from 20 to 40 and I'm still learning. Now I understand what it's like when these brothers grow up in these you know, single parent households or, or when the father isn't there. I understand what that feels like to, to want some kind of, even these brothers that are going down the wrong road, they want guidance. Yeah. They want guidance, man. And, and, and for the longest, like, like my generation, it wasn't there. There wasn't a YouTube, there wasn't a MySpace. It was just like, if your next door neighbor wasn't giving you guidance, you were in the dark, man. I'm glad you put that. Cause I remember when you said, when I think at the repass and even a little after of, of your after your past funeral, that you had a plethora of men, uncles, other men in the neighbors and others yeah. who were schooling you, you know, giving you, dropping you little gems. Yeah. How important was that to you? It, it was huge, man, because, you know, I, I, had, I had two uncles that were very close in my life and and they lived out of town, man, and they would actually come in town just to discipline me if, if, if need be, man. So, I, you know, so even though my, yeah, that my, I had uncles that lived in Houston and, man, they would rotate. If I was acting up, <laughs> came to my school, yeah. So, so even though I didn't have my father there, man, I, it was there. It was there. But, but I'll be honest, like, once I got... You know, not, not only my uncles. I had you know a, a couple of friends of my father's. They kind of they kind of kept in contact. My friend, my father was a minister, so a few of the a few of the pastors in the city would would reach out. You know, I had a a, a few uncles on on my other side. But the thing is, once I turned you know 16, 17, you know when I started pumping my own chest, mm. that that's when it got dangerous. Like that that's when that's when really a lot of other outside men can't really tell you as much as your father. Mm. You know. And again, me having me having not experienced it, I, I can only assume that that I would have known my father had my best interest. You know, and, and, I, and, and you know, like I'll be honest, man, like that's when I kind of started going south. Even though I had men present, 
it was like I had to touch the wet paint. I like that part where you say your uncles rotated, and that's something we don't even have now. Where your mother would say, "Hey, look, you know what? You handle this," and you don't have that now because now we got mothers who will go ahead. No, you ain't touching my child. But it's like I'm sure you grew up in that time of your 40 plus. So you 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 grew up in that time where it was like, "Hey, if." Your mother, your father didn't do it, or if your mother did it, your dad was gonna finish it off, or you had a yeah. neighbor who can handle you and your father finished it off. And we don't have that no not, more. Not, not at so all. So that's not something else. And, and, and to be honest, the, the family union isn't like it used to be 20, no. 30 years ago. No. Like 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 I had all of my uncles, I had all of my aunts. Matter of fact, I, I had an aunt that, that really taught me more about about manhood and fatherhood more than really be honest, any man. But that type of life just isn't existing. You know, everybody's so separate, man. Uncles and aunts and cousins. I mean, everybody's so distant. So it's not it's not really a thing anymore, man. So let me ask you, so why do you think it's like that? From when it was growing up in 60s, 70s, and like probably the mid-70s, late 70s, until now, that dynamic is gone. Why do you think that has happened, that we no longer have that type of family unit? I, I think that the easy thing to point at would be the easy part will say, you know, with social media, with everybody being in different corners of the world, you know, social media has, has kept people from coming in and having family use and all that stuff. But to be honest, the main part is just the division of the family. Mm. I mean, back, back when I was growing up, every single, every single uh, one of my friends had their biological mother and biological father in the household. Yeah. I mean, we, we would we would come to uh, come together once or twice a year, have neighborhood picnics. I mean, you can see you can see all the households having family reunions every year and, 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 and all the kids would go over there. You know, I knew everybody's family. But now, but once it got to the point, man, where mothers and fathers start getting divorced and you start having single mothers and single fathers, that whole dynamic started to change. Yeah. It started to change, man. It was just a snowball effect up that. When you were 17, you started to beat your chest. That's when, you know, at, at that age, we all think that we know more than in grownups. Like, they don't know. They were, they were just born, but we were born before yeah. them. So... Yeah. Give us a little synopsis of what were you like at seventeen that you didn't want to listen to nobody or no one could tell you anything. Well, man, I, I'll be honest. I was more. I was. I'll say this. I was eager. I've always been eager to work, uh, and I knew. I knew that was one thing about me that, that was different than a lot of my peers. And before I even turned fifteen, you know, sixteen, I was already ready to, to get a job. But my idea of success was jacked up, man. Like, like. Not having a father right there telling me, you know, what was what was smart move, wasn't a smart move. All I could see from a distance were the dope boys. So, so even though I got out, man, and started working a nine to five as soon as I was as soon as I was legally able to. But when I when I turned seventeen, I just started going down that fast money road, man. I, I wanted to do something different. And, and even though I had my, that's when my uncle came down, and, and he was the pretty much most maddest man. He came down and. Pull me to the side and had about an hour long talk with me. I remember me, I remember me pouring me a, a beer, man. That's all I knew was about to be a real talk. So I was <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, yeah. I'm even 21 and he's pouring me a beer. I was like, we're gonna have a real talk about something. <laughs> yeah. And, and man, and, and to be honest, he, he gave me a conversation. He gave me a talk, man, that still stuck in my head. He, he pretty much gave me what life would be like between 20 and 30 and 30 and 40 if I continue to go down this road. Mm. He talked about all his friends and when he grew up, how, how brothers moved, how how uh, uh, just people in the family had moved and ended up in prison and ended up, you know, strung out on drugs. And he just gave me the one-on-one. And even though it didn't completely, it didn't completely change me, it altered me. 
it, it, it altered me enough to start looking toward, you know, uh, uh, start looking toward positive me. I, I knew that I was moving wrong. I'm trying not to give people away the, the, the episode, but I promise y'all, as I said, you listen, you'll, you'll be shocked. But you married your high school sweetheart. Then your wife said, I want to have a baby. You said, all right. And you operated before the child was even born, before pregnancy, you operated as a father. Explain that. Well, you know, like, like, like I was saying in that meeting, like I went through my whole uh, 20s uh, up until maybe 28, 29. And her and I both were like, you know what? We, you know, we, you know, we may have kids later, but it's not even a real, it's, it's not even a, uh, you know, something like a must have at this point. And just all of a sudden, man, we both had to sit down and say, you know what, let's have a child, son or daughter, we, we didn't really care. And it was like, it was like, as soon as we had that conversation, like I said, before that, I thought that it was a chance I would never have a child, right? It, it was just, it wasn't in the forecast. But as soon as we had that conversation, instantly, everything about me changed. Like, like the way I saw the future change, the way I saw my finances, the way, the way I, you know, thought about leaving legacy, it, it all changed me. And I began to just move in that energy. Now again, going going back to what I was saying earlier, it, it's it was hard for me to move in that energy, having not seen a man do it. Like I, I don't think a lot of people understand the challenges when it when it comes to like being in single parent households. It's it's hard for it's hard for a young man to be a husband or a father if he, he hasn't. I mean, you can see it on television, you can see it at the next door neighbor's house, but if you haven't experienced it, it's a challenge. Yeah. Same thing with, with women. It's hard for a woman to be a wife or a mother if that household didn't have it. You know, you know, she can she can try to recreate it, but it, it's all it's all brand new. So so I, I knew it would be a challenge, but you know, it just made me walk in a, in a different light. It also started making me, you know, hang out with brothers that were fathers. Mm. Uh, one one of my good friends, one of my best friends, actually, uh, he's in the power circle, kid. But the kid, man, I, I'll be honest, even up until this day, up until a few months ago, man, he, he was over hanging out. And he was just talking about, you know, some interactions that he had has with his son. And, and it was, you know, me here, I'm 45 years old. And just hearing him say that, I said, brother, I've never even thought about that. Mm. You know, so, and, and that's when I really started understanding the difference between, you know, a, a young man that grew up in a in a household with a father and, and the opposite. But it's, it's a huge, a huge difference, man. Huge difference. You know, it's like now I understand, you know, for years, single mothers say certain things about the challenges. There, and I understood it. But now being a single father myself, now I understand the dynamic that, that it takes. Like, like it, it, it easily takes... It easily takes a person, whether it's a man, it takes him completely, you know, he can't be 100% in his masculine role, nor, nor can a woman be in her, in her 100% in her, in her feminine role, because, because there has to be balance. Yeah. Because if, if there's not some kind of balance, then, you, then you're teaching toxicity. Uh, so as far, as far as challenges for a man raised in a single parent household, I say most definitely, and I say the, mo the major challenge is a man not having seen it. Like, like, and I know I keep saying that, but brother, it wasn't until 35, 37, uh, when I started to understand that, when I, you know, when my son started growing old, when, you know, getting older, and once he came to live with me, brother, I, I can see, you know, because it's like it's just like a person trying to, to do something they've never seen, trying to try, try to describe a vehicle they've never heard of, trying to describe a planet they've never, you know, experienced. Right. It, it's a new thing, man. So, so all I can do, all any man can do, raising a child, is to, is to treat that child like he would have desired to be treated at a young age. Like, like that that's my only advantage is is to anything I do to, to look at myself at 12 years old 14 years old 16 years old so, that's, that's like the only tool I have so what about those who have fathers in their home where they were physically present 
but not mentally there do you think that those guys who end up becoming fathers do you think is the same fate as with those who were uh, born in single mother homes i don't i don't think as much and, and, and to be honest i just now started thinking like that like i think when when a, when a when a son has a mother and a father in the household and that father is not really mentally there and when i say that meaning that father is not you know if that father is not sitting there having to sit down with him every day telling him about you know birds and the bees telling him about the future events but if he has an example at least to watch I think I think it's huge. I was listening to an interview not long ago, and, and a brother was talking about this, and he was talking about how his father was only only home like maybe you know a week or two out of the month, and how it still had an impact on him. And I said, you know what? It, it's more of having an example to look at, as opposed to having that that mental, uh, that daily mentor. So I think if a man has a father in his house, even if that father is distant, uh, I think he's still at an advantage. Get word. So I am pregnant. What goes through Soul's head? Put us in that on that time. You get the word. You're about to be a daddy. Life changing, brother. Life, life changing. At that point, that's what I'm starting to think about. Names. I'm starting to think about. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think about toy sets and, and the father experience. <laughs> that you know, you know, before that, it was just it was just a, you know a theory of what could possibly happen. But man, when, when I got that, you know, she told me she was pregnant, brother. It was it was my fault. And to be honest. To be honest, man, it's 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 something special to, to to be in a situation with a person that you're married with, a person that you love, and, and you're experiencing that thing. And, and I'm saying I say that because nowadays, you know, a lot of people are, you know, you have a lot of people getting pregnant, just kind of passing by. You met at the club one night, and, and that's common. You, you know, you know, you know, creating single mothers from scratch is common now. So I only say that because I, you know, I've experienced at least at least having that experience. You know, having having pre-planned it out. Having you know pre-planned the whole situation out, and then she come and tell me that's a good, that's a beautiful experience. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just life changing. Like like once she told me that, it just put me in a, a different mindset of it's real. We need names. I, I literally need to start thinking about my future. Mm. It, it's a it's a wonderful feeling, man. Yes, it, it's a wonderful feeling. And as many as many as many challenges come come with fatherhood, brother. You know, there's nothing like it, man. There's mm. nothing like it. So here we are. Get to the hospital. I'm about to pop this bread out the oven. And then you're there. You see a baby boy. Because I think you said you didn't care if it was a girl or a boy. Come on, so yeah. really. Did you really want a boy? Well, of course. <laughs> I, think, I think every man wants a boy. But, but you know, early early stages on, it was just like, I, you know, and it sounds cliche, I just wanted a healthy That's child, cool. man. I can remember going to the hospital. I, I know we had a few trips before a couple of, uh, uh, you know, false flags or whatever you call it. But I, I I can still remember that day. I still remember, you know, them taking my wife back to the to the back room, them calling me in when it was time to deliver. You know, that, that whole experience, you know, which I had seen on television, you know, a million times <laughs> growing up, there's nothing like it, man. But because, 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 because you, you understand that, that, that you and someone else has created life and just seeing that life coming from up under that tile, man, and seeing the eyes of some some person you created, bro, it alters you. Mm. It altered me, man. There, there's nothing like life. Life is, you know, life is never the same after that, man. Little man is born. They put this newborn baby, however many pounds he is, in your arms. Now, soul is a dad. 
now he's no longer just soul, the brother who's out on the street, but now he's dad soul. What goes through your head as you have your son in your arms and you look him in the eyes? What is going through your mind? I'm gonna say, man, and, and before this, I had never had this thought. Like one, once my son was born and I held him for the first time, I understood how how a man could, could literally live forever. You know what I mean? I, I understood how I understood how my great great grandfathers that I had never met were, were still somehow alive through us just procreating. And I understood that that certain traits that, that the men in my family that I never met had that I had them, that my son would have them, man. There's certain certain mindsets that my father had within my son, even though he had never met him, man. I understood how importance of procreation. And again, I, I just understood that that's how man can live forever, man, through the seed. Now, little man starts to grow. He's walking, talking. And every time you're seeing this kid, you're learning, seeing something new with him. He's developing now. What's that like for you, Soul? I'll tell you this, man. Like, as my son, you know, he, you know, he went through the, you know, seven, eight-year-old, years, 19, and now he's getting ready to be 15 years old. You know, again, all I do is is look back, you know, when I was that age and see what I needed in my life. And, and one thing, one thing, you know, that, that I love, I love my son being himself. And one thing I say to him at least, at least uh, once every three to four months, I'll tell him, because I know he sees my content on YouTube. I know he sees, he hears me conversating with, with other brothers. And I always tell him, you know, make sure you have your own thoughts. Make sure you have your own person. Even though I, you know, for example, spirituality, even though I teach spirituality to him, even though I, I, I give him and go over certain books, I tell him, man, like, don't believe nothing just because I believe. Like, even if you hear me say it, run it through your own field. Like, be your own man. Because the reason, and the reason I preach that, man, is because I understand the dangers of a young man not thinking for himself. Yes. You know, a young man being told, hey, this is, this is what truth is. This is how you get to, you know, this is how you, you walk as a man. This, this is what you believe as far as this is the type of music you listen to. I understand how damaging that is. And, and I don't want him to look at, you know, even though I want him to look at me as a superman, like my father, I, I don't want him to look at me as being greater than the, the truest source. You know what I mean? I want I want to be a guy to look at, but, but not the, but not the know all man. So that's what I preach, and I know that's not real common, but but I preach that independent thinking. You and your wife decided to split ways, and during that process, first she had him. First she took him, but to live with her, correct? Yeah. Okay, great. and then got to the point that now he lives with you. Was it under his own volition, or was it mm -hmm. under her volition, or was it just from both mm -hmm. parties just say, hey, look, let's. Why not with him be with me? Well, I'll say this starting off, brother. Like I hear a lot of men talk about uh, baby mama issues, baby mama drama, can't see the kids, and all these issues. But I can easily say that I've never had any of these issues, zero. Now, have her and I had arguments early on in life, you know, when my son was, you know, a lot younger. Of course, we had uh, quick arguments, but brother, we, we, we dealt with that real quick. We, we've always put him and his needs and his well-being first. Like, like he's he's never seen us engage of negative activity. Uh, but but the thing is, what was weird? So we got divorced when my son was almost three years old. So he was living with her. We lived in the same city. So I was still spending lots of time with him during the week on the weekend. Uh, at some point in time, she ended up moving to Houston. I was still here in Dallas, which put, put us about three to four hours apart. Um, I would still make that, you know, every weekend football games. I'm making that three or four hour trip every single weekend. So I'm still spending that time. But, but when he was, when he turned around seven years old, still young, he just told me one day, he said, Dad, I want to I live with you. 
And I was like, hey, like that that's wonderful, but like you're not gonna really buy that right now. I was 100 percent sure of that. So I said, well, you know, you tell your mom that, you know, because I said if I go to that, she's not gonna think you right. told me that. And he said that for a couple of years, um, she was never against it. But at the same time, I wasn't in position uh to, to you know be a single father. I was still working, traveling on the road. But you know, he, he got real adamant about it when he turned 11. Uh, and he was like, you know, when school is out this year, I want to come live with you. Oh, wow. That's when I started having to make the changes. And she was like, you know what? Like, it's time for him to start telling you more, man. She was like, it was it was all go. Uh, she had she gave me no smoke about it. Even since he's, she, he's been here, she's been in his life uh, tremendously. She's still hitting sporting events. She's still, like, I'll be honest, man, for, for us to have been a, a divorced couple, us, us raising a son from both four, four hours apart, I couldn't think of a better scenario. I can think of a better scenario. So, so she really gave me no no problems at all. What made you take it seriously? Like he said to you when he since he was seven, like, yo, pop, yeah. I'm gonna come and live with you. But why did you now take it seriously when he was not eleven? What was well, the this difference? Is a, this is the thing, because when he when he started saying that when I at eleven years old, I was still not in position to for him to move here. Like I was I was I was financially able. But it's still like my job. Like I, I traveled all the time. I, I was always gone. But when he said that at, at 11 years old, I knew I was 100% sure that if I told him or that I was unable to, I was fully I was fully aware that at that age it would crush him forever. Mm. It, it, it would change everything about his life, man. So I said, you know what? Like like he's not six or seven anymore. He's fully aware that you know what? I want to be in the presence of a man. I want to be in the presence of my father. And, and for me for me to say no. Uh, I can only imagine what that would have done to him internally. Even even if at a later age, say 15, 16, he would have came to stay with me, that, that three or four year period, him requesting to live with me and me me kind of shutting that down, but they, it would have been damaged. And, and what makes me think about that, what, 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 what I think about when I say that, is like, like when a young man doesn't have a father in his life. Like, like for example, if a young man's father passes away, it, it's, it's different. It's different. It's different than if a young man has his father in the same city. There's a huge like just because the father isn't in, in, a, in a young man's life is really is really based on you know what what's really taking place you know what on, on why he's not there. It seems so minor. You would think that if a father's not there, it's not there. But but it's a huge difference, man. And I didn't want my son to be like you know what my father is living up there. He's in a house. He has a job. Why can't I you know? And I, I knew that effect would be like. It is now. Your son moves in with you, and it's Soul and Junior Soul. So now here it is. You got a school homeboy in a different way now. What was that transition like for the both of you? You know what? I, I can remember when he first came here, one, one of the first lessons I taught him. Because you have to understand, when a young man is being by his mother, uh, even though a father is in his life, there's a lot of elements of manhood that just aren't present. I remember when he first came here, within the first week or two, I just, the first thing I noticed him was him walking in a room with his head down, him walking in a room, speaking low, you know, very respectful, but he had no, he had no authority about himself. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he had no, he didn't have an example to see daily of, of a man in, in a masculine role. So the first thing I started really teaching him is, is knowledge of self. Uh, you know his power, his his his, his masculine essence, man. And I, I think once I started pouring that into him, everything else just started to to to, to fill in, you know, the gaps. Um, like I say, it's it's less about, and this is what I noticed, because like like we would sit down every evening 
and, and read a book. You know, like for example, we very recently we started reading uh, uh, the Daily Laws, Robert Greene, and we can sit down and have a, a forty-five minute conversation about this this one day's worth of reading. And I can even you know like we can read something about responsibility, and I'll always go back and tell him stories about it good when I was young, stuff I did bad. But what I noticed is that has an impact on him. But what I noticed is it's the things that I'm doing that has more impact. It's the things that I do without saying anything. Like, it, for example, when he first moved in, he saw my cleaning rituals. Every single Saturday morning, it's like I'm spring clean. Every morning, I'm doing my bed a certain way. I'm doing the dishes. So, so just without me really telling him that, he just started adopting this, this these habits mm-hmm. just by seeing me move and not telling him. And so he, he has a lot of these a lot of these standards, man. He's designing his clothes. He's making his bed. He's keeping his shoes aligned. And I never said that to him. But just by him watching me do it, he's decking his room every other day. So so I can sit there and, and read Napoleon Hill to, uh, to him to the cows come home. But if he comes in my office and sees me meditating, sees me writing notes down, he's like, okay, it's a real thing. It's not something you're just telling me from a book. So, 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 and, and that kind of goes back to what I say, man, like, like having a man that's mentally in a, in a, in a son's life and, and sitting there, you know, giving him the lessons every day and walking him through life. It, it's better off if that man is saying nothing to him and being an example. And I'm just not understanding. And I think that's something that's so important that when you can have a father, particularly a father, who can give you the do as I do but not the do as I say, not as I do type of thing. It's like, yeah. no, do as I do. And that's something that's so important. So one time in one of your videos, you were given like a little mini tour of your home. The one thing that really stood out to me was you had your son's jerseys framed around the house from when he was playing Pop Warner, going all the way up into junior high, into high school. Why was that so important for you to, to go ahead and, and do? Man, it, it was it was all about self-image because like even since he's been here, he's become more confident. For some reason, you know, we were getting ready to, you know, buy a few jerseys, Sterling Sharp and, and all these guys just to, you know, put a few fat heads up there for him. Kind of kind of kind of make it feel kind of just, you know, just developing more. And something told me, man, I said, man, I have a closet full of his jerseys. Like, like he needs to see himself in that same light as the Sterling Sharps and Jerry Rice. And brother, I'll be honest. I got the idea. I'll be honest. I got the idea. I got the idea from Brother uh, Lone Star Music, you know, which uh, he's in the circle. When when Brother Lone Star posted that video of Kanye West talking to his mother, mm. like man, like that that little forty five second video of Kanye West's mother telling him how great he was and telling him that he was going to be doing great things, yeah. brother. I, I I'm sure that that has a lot to do with why Kanye is Kanye. Yes. Like like, yeah. like when a person has a, when, when a person has a parent saying, you know what? I believe you are the greatest. That, brother, that does, then that, that puts him leap years ahead of where he should be. So that, I, I, I took that that energy I got from that video and, and I put his jerseys on in frame. I said, brother, like, like this is what you're worth. And bro, I'll be honest, the moment I did that, it was, it was last year football season. Instantly his demeanor changed. That very next week, man, was his best football game ever. And I said, brother, it has, it has an impact. Like just, just showing our kids, you know, Telling them about great things is one thing, but showing them that they are part of the same greatness of the greats, man, it's it, it's a real thing when a man's father tells him that. Yes, absolutely. It's huge, or mother tells him. It's huge, brother. You always talk about, which I find different with you. You say, I sit and I watch my son 
play Call of Duty. I sit there and watch him play Madden. I'm like, where's father sit there and watch his son play a game? He's like, no, you're here. Go read a book or something. But you sit there and watch him play the games and, and see how intense he is and all that stuff. Why do you do that? Man, j- just, to, just to let him know that I support him. Mm. Like, like, to be honest, to, in a sense, it, it, it goes back to what I said when I was young, man. Not having that presence, yeah. like, I understood what, what it would, you know, I had an idea of what it would feel like to to, to, for, to have that father there. So when I'm sitting there and I'm watching him do all this stuff things, I can see his face light up. Just for me showing the smallest bit of concern, man. If I just walk by his room, you know, when he was, like, younger and just see him watching a movie and just sit down for five minutes and watch it with him, but his, his world changes. To see him, to see him, you know, play a video game, just lets him know that hey, whatever you're doing, brother, I'm gonna support whatever you're doing. Be the greatest at whatever you're doing. I can say video games or, or stuff that he's doing at home, but but even when he's in sports, man, when he's on that field, when he was like, when, I can remember when he was, uh, brother, he was about like four years old. It was the only year he ever played soccer. I was living in Tyler, Texas, and he was just now trying to, you know, he was trying to figure it out. He, he was he was okay. All the little kids were okay, of course. And he scored a goal. And man, I just lost it. I, I ran on the field and picked them up in the middle of the game, brother. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm celebrating on the field, you know, in the middle of the game. And I wasn't thinking about disrupting the game, but I was like, man, I want him to know that, like, like you're a winner, bro. Like, this is a good thing, man. And again, it goes back to not having it. It goes back to not having it, man. Like, like a person that has it has no idea what it's like to not have it. When, when, when young men, when I see young men come up and they're teenagers, and they come from and they have good mothers, solid, you know, everybody, you know, financially, they're okay. And a young man goes down a road and ends up in prison. I, I see how easy it is now. I see how easy it is now. But that, like that father role is so so it is so important because my mother was solid. My mother, my mother was what you know, was uh you know, she was a disciplinarian, you know, she she taught me what she, you know, but I'm telling you, without that father figure there, man, it's crucial. I just don't think a lot of a lot of brothers understand me. And to be honest, I always knew that it was an issue, but it wasn't until I started hanging around like my brother, my best friend growing up, just talking to him about the smallest of things about him interacting with his son. I was like, bro, like that seems so simple to you, but that, that type of conversation has never crossed my mind because I never had. It. You know what I mean? So. It's huge, man. Like, like, like conversations about fatherhood should be, you know, more common because you got to think about the single, with single parent households being on the rise, being the norm now. Like, like the brothers behind us, they're not going to know how to move. Exactly. Like, like they're not going to have any idea, and you, you can see it in in relationships. You look at relationships and brothers in their twenties and thirties, and it's, it, you know, they're, they're, again, they're trying to, they're trying to recreate something they've never seen. You know, it's it, you know whether it's relationship, whether it's how to be a father, what how to be a man. If they haven't seen it, brother, it's hard to recreate. Man. And I think the bad thing is, and there's no knock on it, as we call it what it is now, that this generation that's here now, and even the generation after them, it is going to be kind of detrimental because, again, as you said, that this is encouraged, is encouraged mm-hmm. in songs, is encouraged in movies, oh, and man. and and me personally hearing it that. Hey, I just want a child and and I don't need him here. You'd be like, wow, you you're saying that? And like, I mean, yeah. when that was told to me one time, just give me a child and I'll be fine. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Like, no, no, I'm not, I'm yeah. not that type of man. That's a real mindset. Right. And it is a real mindset. And I just That's think a it's real just mindset. And I think it's just so incredible that now that's so encouraged that now that we got 
as we see now with this generation, a lot of them are soft. A lot of them are lacking a lot of direction. And even now we're starting to see the generation after them that's mm. here is like, you really have to wonder like, are y'all going to be the reset generation or is this going to just keep going with them? So it's like, yeah. that's still to TBD. It really, it, it makes you think how, like how far down can it yes. go? Yes. Like, like it has to reset at some point. It has to. And and we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know when it's going to reset. And it's like, that's mm. the scary part. Like, we yeah. don't know when that's going to reset. So I just feel that when you hear, when we see these things now, that that single motherhood is encouraged more than ever. And it's like, yeah, I can do it by myself and I can do it by myself. But then it's like, it all starts to hit back later. And it's like, when this child grows into their teenage thing and it's like, yeah, they don't have mm. no manly guidance. You're, the mother is scrambling to find ways and scramble for men to now teach this child to scramble with coaches and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. you could have done all this before where this wasn't going to be exactly. the issue. And I think with you and your your former wife having that understanding and agreement, even though you two split, it's like, hey, look, we still going to work together for the sake mm -hmm. of this child because it's it's very, it's, very important. It's important, man. Very important. important. Let's go more, a little more personal. Okay. Do you think there's times due to the fact that your father left this earth early? Are there moments that you just say, man, I really wish that you were here to teach me this about this fatherhood thing here. All, all the time, like, like, like all the time, like whether, whether it's me experiencing something new with my son, whether, whether he has something going on in his life and I need to show him the correct way to do it. Uh, it's like it's like all the time, and, and really the only thing I can do, and it's on a subconscious level, is 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 look outside of myself. You know, I don't I don't purposely get online and look at videos about fatherhood, which that may be a good tool. But like when I'm out and about, and I see men interacting with their child, I, like on a subconscious level, I'm observing that because again, I'm trying I'm trying to recreate something that I've never seen. But but brother, all the time, even at 45 years old, even when I'm 60 years old. You know, God willing, and my son is, is older than he is now. I'm still going to think that because it, it, it's still going to be an experience that I never had. Now, up, up until the day I die, I'm sure I'll still be thinking that. Of course, me being, uh, of course, you know, when he was three, four, five years old, and I was like younger, it was it was a lot more uh, a lot more distance in, in what I know. Of course, I, I gain knowledge as I get older, but still, but that, that gap is always going to be there yeah. because this is this is and this is why I say that because. Like the stuff that I understood at 40, I should have known at 20. Like I should like a lot of stuff that, I, that I, I'm just now knowing about just manhood, fatherhood. I'm just now understanding that, you know, understood at 40. So that, that means that, that my son is at a depth. Like if I'm just not learning it, right? Like what else haven't I learned that I should be pouring into him, you know? So what I can do is just make the best of it and try to try to be the best example. Like I, I have no other choice but to be the best example. Let's stay in that same vein. Do you find yourself telling your son things that your dad once told you or the men that was in your life before? Like, you like, man, remember dad used yeah. to say this to me. I remember when uncle used to say this to me or so-and-so. Now you find yourself saying the same thing to your son? And, and this is one of the, one of the key things, I, I, you know, conversations I've had with him. I can remember, and this is probably a year or two since my father passed, uh, I was outside with, you know, playing basketball with, with my boys, man. The whole hood was over there. It was probably 15 of us out there just playing ball. My father gets home and he pulls his truck in and he's just kind of observing the whole situation. 
and he walks in the house and he calls me in, right? And he says, he said, I'm gonna tell you about your friends. And he, he just kind of went through line by line, each friend, one by one. So you know what? This friend is gonna be this. This person here, he's gonna be moving like this when he gets old. And at the time I said, you know what? He's hating. Like I'm out here trying to play ball and you, you hating on my boys. Like these are my boys that I see every day. But man, you know, and this, this is probably around 10 years old, 11 years old. Once I got around 15, 17 years old, but it was almost like he was a fortune teller. And, and, you know, the, you know, the, the, the characteristics of my friend, they just started to play out. I don't start getting strung out. I don't start going to jail. I don't start doing all this stuff. And I was like, bro, how did he see that? So, so now when my sons, you know, when his friends would come over, when I see him in football practice, I just push the message. I say, you know what, man? Like, you have to understand that a lot of your friends, if you call them friends now, like, like they're going to be going down different avenues in life. And I kind of point out a few of them. I say, you see these characteristics here? See, you see how this brother is talking back to his mama every time in front of everybody? I said, that's going to be a problem in the next five years. I said, when he gets 21, 22, I said, nobody's going to go to hire him. He's going to probably end up getting some time. You know, that, you know, there, there's a there's a consequence to that type of demeanor. So I try to, I try to point out to him, you know, uh, different characteristics to, to, you know, try to walk a tight line. I say, man, I, what I try to mainly teach him is, again, to be a free thinker. I say, have friends and move in circles if you like, but don't let those friends influence you. And I'll use some of the brothers that I grew up in. I mean, I grew up with some brothers that, I grew up with some brothers, man, that should be CEOs of companies right now. Uh, uh, some of them, uh, uh, one of them have, has been, you know, uh, put away via lethal injection on death row. He was a valedictorian of my class. I have another brother, man, that grew up in a, in a, in a positive a house and father, healthy relationship, entrepreneurs, and now he's serving life in prison just by one mistake. So, so even if you teach a child all the right things, but well, it don't take but one wrong decision, one wrong decision to end his whole life. And I just, I, you know, I try to push like, hey man, like, like be yourself, but 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 think for yourself. Don't let anybody else persuade you to do something crazy because it don't take the one time. Man. What has fatherhood with a teenager? I've taught you. It's taught me, it's taught me, brother, if anything, that I really have to walk a tight line, that, that, I'm, that I'm really being watched. And when I say watched, I, you know, I need everything. You know, I, I'm not just talking about, uh, you know, things on YouTube or things I say. I mean, like, me interacting with the cashier at the gas station. Me, me, me making command decisions about, hey, you know, this is what we're going to eat tonight. Things I may wear words they may use, the type, the type of women I may entertain. Everything is being absorbed, man, and, and being put in this program as, as truth, because because daddy's doing it, yeah. you know? So so if anything, it's made me aware that every single thing I do, man, the way I move is being observed. So I have to be I have to be aware, and that, that hasn't made me perfect. Like, I still have flaws, and, and, I, sure. and I understand that he, that he sees those flaws, but, you know, I, I just try to be the, you know, the best version that I can, man. I've spoken to some single fathers. They said the hardest thing is like dating at times because mm -hmm. you're very cautious of bringing someone around your kids. Some are, some don't. Don't care. Yeah. But for you, so being a single dad has dating becomes very. Seeing that you are talking about this tight line because you're being mm -hmm. watched by him, mm -hmm. has it made made you so cautious of who you're bringing around in your life and in your home? Most definitely, man. Most definitely. And, and I'll say this because. I can remember, you know, when I was just going to see him on the weekends, spending, you know, a few weekends with him. I entertained a different breed of woman. And, and I'm not saying I dealt with the ratchet of the ratchets, but but I dealt with women that wouldn't walk in the tightest line, you know what I mean? Because it was just me. But but I knew from day one when he came, I said, you know, those, those women, they, they can no longer come, you know, 
like, like they, they can no longer be a part of my life. So it just made me raise the bar. It, it, at, least, at least raise the bar to a point where I only attain respectable women. So the minute we, he we, came in the house, you shut out those type of women. Wow, instantly, instantly, wow. man. Wow. And to be honest, even at that point in my life, I wasn't just dealing with reckless women. I'm not trying to let that say like I was bringing, mm-hmm. you know, straight thoughts up in the house. Right. But 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 I was I, I was entertaining women that that uh, you know I wouldn't have in my life the long way knowing he was there. I, I, I didn't have I wouldn't I, I was entertaining women that maybe uh, that I was just wouldn't I wouldn't want to see my father with. You know, uh, they just didn't have the standards and the, you know just the, just the character. Yeah, that's really how it was. Why do you keep your towel in fatherhood? Man, because I understand that me being a father, like this is my legacy. I understand that 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 when, when I'm dead and gone, that that the things that I teach my son or, or what's gonna keep him going forward, that, that the things that he's gonna teach his son is what's gonna keep our legacy going forward. Again, like I think about I think about the things that my father taught. Even though it was it was so minor, even though he kind of put it in such a you know, just, just a simple way. I think about his father teaching him that, and, and he and my grandfather teaching. You know, just down that road. So I understand how the smallest statement, you know, you know, me me taking one quote out of a book and just pressing that in my son's head, but it can change our whole generation. You know, me, me just teaching my son that hey, you know what, a, a man is not creating what he wants; man creates what he is. If he understands that, but my whole lineage has changed. You know what I mean? So I, I understand that now, man, how, how something so small can change. At the same time, I understand that something in a negative way. You know, if, I, if, my, if my son wakes up every morning and I'm strung out on the couch with an alcohol bottle, I understand how that's going to change the next 300 years of, of my of my generation. So the reason the reason I keep the tile word is, bro, is, is, is because of that, man. So if there's any message that you will give to any fathers out there, single fathers, fathers who are coming into the, just coming into fatherhood and even OG fathers, has some adult kids what message would you give them man I, I would just definitely say like i said before man be, be the best example that you can be but what i would add to that is we have to understand that, that we're in a time where the majority of, of young men don't have the fathers in in their life so so i think i think as men we have to be you know have the mindsets that you know when we're out and, and we see brothers on the playground or you just interact with a brother at the gas station or, or, or the mall or whatever. Just the smallest few words can, can impact them. You know, and a lot of these brothers, you know, you know, they may carry themselves as, you know, little young alpha gang, whatever you know, they want to carry themselves in. But when a, when a young man is between 17 and 23 years old, I don't care how he carries himself. I don't care what he says. Low key, he wants guidance. He wants guidance because because I've been there. I've been in a position, man, where I carry myself to, you know, I was the, you know, you couldn't tell me nothing. But low key, if, if a man gave me knowledge, but I was absorbing it. So I would just say let, we have to be examples as men. And, and it has to go outside of our own seas, man. We have to see all these young brothers, our fathers, and just, like, like I say, if we're crossing paths, play that quick 15-second part, man. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Got a chance to sit down with Papa Soul and talking about his journey of fatherhood with Soul Jr. And um, Soul, I want to say thank you, brother. And as the man that you are and as I see from the remotely on, on YouTube and others that how you gloat about your son, brother, keep up the good work. And it's so refreshing to see, man.
man, I sure appreciate it, brother, and I appreciate you having me on your show. Man. Of course. Yo, y'all. So I'm going to go ahead and put all of Soul's information in the description box so you'll be able to go and check him out. I promise you, you want to get a part of it. Men, men, particularly for the men. Please, please, so make sure you put that, give me that link to it. It's the power circle, so you'll be able to go ahead and get part of that. Gentlemen, get in that power circle. It's well, well worth it. And there's other stuff that Soul's dropped out there that I want you to go and check out also, ladies and gentlemen. So, y'all, this is it. Why I kept my tower, Father's Day edition. Got my man Soul Immortal here, and I thank him so much. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is official that this round is over we finally made it through tomorrow's session and man it wasn't bloody now was it y'all so ladies and gentlemen like i always tell you wipe the blood wipe the sweat wipe the tears but whatever you do don't throw in your towel this is aunt boogie with soul immortal we are out of here happy father's day to all you fathers to the newbies and the ogs we'll see you when we see you we check you when we check you we are out of here peace Oh!